On today's episode of Better in the Second Half, I'm chatting with a great friend and the winner of my Big Brother Canada season, Tashawn Carter-Newman. Those who watch the show know just how handsome and charismatic he is, but you may not realize how incredible and inspiring his life has been so far. In this candid interview, we're chatting all of the things, including being the first Black man to ever win Big Brother Canada, his experience on The Amazing Race Canada, how he recently transitioned to a completely different career path, and why he thinks it's so important to follow your heart and trust your intuition. This episode is all about the journey, and I cannot wait to share his story with you. But before that, let's talk about sleep real quick. If you're chasing your dreams, you need a good night's rest. And if you're anything like me, you may toss and turn at night cooking up all of those great ideas. If you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, you need to try my absolute go-to, Sleep Health. This bioactive blend features an exclusive combination of ingredients that your body naturally uses in a normal sleep cycle, like a low dose of melatonin and GABA to calm your mind while relaxing your body and helping you establish a regular sleep pattern. No more counting sheep. Just one chewable tablet is all you need to sleep well without feeling groggy in the morning so you can tackle your day with more energy and clarity. For more information and an exclusive discount from yours truly, see the show notes to get yours today. And now let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Better in the Second Half Podcast, your no BS guide to stepping into the best years of your life with tactical tips to feel better than ever. I am your host, Tara Gillen-Petrosi, and today I have an incredible guest on the podcast for you. If you are new to Better in the Second Half, this is a platform that is dedicated to helping you embrace your true self and live your life with more purpose, vibrancy, health, and joy at any age. On today's show, I'm featuring a guest that is so handsome. I know everyone listening will wish we were recording film to this audio, but if you think he is beautiful on the outside, just wait until you get to know him on the inside. Tashawn Carter-Newman is not only the winner of Big Brother Canada Season 9, but he is also currently competing on The Amazing Race Canada, was a former urban planner turned influencer who uses his platform to talk about mental health, is a model and actor with his own YouTube channel, a globe trotter youth coach and motivational speaker. He truly wears a lot of hats and is the perfect guest to be on this show as he lives his life with the intention of finding his purpose and helping others along the way. Welcome to Better in the Second Half podcast to Sean. Wow, Tara, that was a great <laughs> intro. Honestly, like it almost sounds like I don't sleep. I was just going to say, going <laughs> going through that resume, like how busy are you? It's really, really busy. And it's like, sometimes I have to take a second and say, you know what? Let me take a moment for myself. Because... And that's that's when he goes and travels for a month on end. He's like, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> I am out of here. For those of you who've not heard of Tashawn or how we know each other, we actually met while filming Big Brother Canada season nine, where Tashawn is known amongst my people as needing two tries to eliminate me from the game. And... <laughs> And ultimately cutting me in the final three and and where his people view me as the single vote against him in the deciding decision to claim him as the winner. (laughs) 
It sounds so bad. <laughs> I know. It sounds like we shouldn't like each other. I know. Okay. But what people don't know is that although we may have viewed the game very different, we were actually really close in the house on a personal level. We had many deep conversations about life. And that is the main reason why I want to share your story on here. It's so true. And I, it's so funny how that story wasn't really told on camera. No. It was really, it was like we were enemies and put it against each other. But I think we did a really good job of separating game and personal. And oh, we had a really yeah. strong personal relationship, even though we may not always have been vying for the same things in the house or on the same page or on the same side. I absolutely agree with that because I think we both saw the game for what it was. You know, when it's game, it's game. But when you're also locked in a house with a bunch of strangers and taking the moments to like really get to know people and understanding where they're from, like that the game is a side. So I know, and when you're filming a show like Big Brother, I mean, they record you 24 seven. There's no way they can show every single relationship you build in the house. But I loved the time that we spent together in the house. It was very special. Oh yeah, so did I. Like it was, I think the ultimate goal was to leave there building relationships, getting to know people, making human connections. And I think we definitely did that. And that was a really special part of my experience there as well. Oh yeah, and just learning about different walks of life that you might not really know about. I really love that, for me anyway. I felt like I learned so much in that house, which I mean, I would have liked the 100K to Sean, but <laughs> <laughs> I will take the life lessons. So for all my ladies who are listening and wondering if Deshaun is as handsome in person as he is on TV, take my word for it. He is. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank God I was married in that house because that smile can work magic, ladies, can get you to do anything. And seriously, Deshaun, do you know how many women slid into my DMs just to ask about you? Like, I can only imagine what your inbox looks like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, you know what? Like... You know you cute. I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, there's nothing crazy. I'm okay. Well, you know what? Yeah, there's the DMs were definitely uh, something to see, especially coming off the show. It was insane, and it was everybody though. You know what? It wasn't just the ladies. It was it was everybody. It was it was families. It was moms. It was kids. It was it was just so much love and support. This is perfect. Let's actually get right into some of the questions that I'm going to be asking you about because. I want to talk about some of those DMs, but let's just break it down. So your Big Brother Canada win was a moment in history that has never been done before. And I want to know what it meant to you to be the first Black house guest to ever take this title. I think to me, like, it's so funny. At the time when I was asked this, it was very difficult to articulate how I felt about it. Uh, but now reflecting back on it, I think it was something that needed to happen. And it was something that was a big statement for Canada and the world that, you know, house guests can look like anybody and mm -hmm. winners of Big Brother Canada can look like anybody. And I think there was a time where, you know, black people on television specifically were always viewed in certain roles, whether, you know, it's a gangster, it's somebody who was in jail, it's somebody who's been on the other side of the law or is a rapper or a basketball star, just nothing that's associated with education and success at a, on a different side or on a different level. And I think I had the chance to demonstrate that you don't just have to be an entertainer uh, to be successful. You can do lots of other things. And I think that's what was really special to me, you know, and, and kids are able to look up to somebody and have a role model that does more than just entertain. What do you think, not only winning the title and that big historical moment, but even just 
being in that space and being very genuine about who you are, what do you think that's meant for your community and how was your experience after you left the house? So I think being genuine and authentic was very refreshing for a lot of, for a lot of my community to see, because sometimes people go on TV and they try to put on an act. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, I really came off as someone who was genuinely trying to get to know people, mm -hmm. trying to have relationships, but still playing the game at the same time. Everybody knows that I have a side of me, especially my own people, where I'm a critical thinker. So I'm going to make decisions not based on emotion. I'll really make them based on what I think is best. And right. they, get to, they got to see that side of me, too, which, again, was authentic to me. Yeah. Right. I didn't play the game trying to be slimy or throw anybody under the bus. I really just played the game to win. Yeah, and do what you had to do. Yeah. Um, so when we go on television shows of this nature, it's really common for people to reach out and share their stories with you and how you may have inspired them. Is there any story that was shared with you after your win that made it that much more special? Like somebody that really shared something with you where you felt impacted when they told you? I can't necessarily pin it down to one specific story that someone told me because there's even up until now, there's so much that people continually share with me about how I've impacted their lives. That is what keeps me going and doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because initially when I had looked at content creation, it didn't seem attractive to me. I thought it was just something where you're just trying to be a celebrity. Like, you know, right. I'm just trying to show off and show what do I have? And like, this is what I do. And I'm so cool. And I really struggled with the idea of being a content creator at the start because I didn't realize the impact content creators can have on someone or just a personality like the one I had on Big Brother could have on someone. So, for example, people would tell me stories about, you know, I helped get them through, you know, a death in their family or mm -hmm. I helped inspire them to change their career or I helped pick them up on a day where they're really sad or people have told me about they've had suicidal thoughts and seeing you know, somebody be so positive and give advice about how to live a more positive and healthy lifestyle has helped them. Like it really, there's so many stories. Like there's kids that tell me, you know what, like they continue with basketball and they love that they saw somebody who played basketball and did other things and how that's inspiring to them. Or other black people or people of color that are like, I'm going to apply on Big Brother now because I know it's a reality that I could potentially win now because of you. Yeah. You know, there's been, there's been so many stories that people share with me. I'm just like, I didn't realize the reach and the impact of something like this because I didn't understand the show and I didn't, I, I didn't really understand. I didn't, I didn't know this is where this could go. Yeah. I just thought I was just trying it out. I had no plan. I had no ulterior motive. I was just like, Oh, Hey, want to be on big brother? Okay, cool. Let's try it. That was it for me. And I just can't believe where it was able to go and the people I was able to impact. Absolutely. And I think that's why representation is so important and building that connection for other people to see people who look like them or might have things in common with them that they can relate to, to help them pursue their dreams, right? Exactly. So in future seasons of Big Brother or Amazing Race Canada, what types of people would you like to see and learn more about? I think in future seasons, I want to continue to see the diversity reflected of Canada. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be really representative of who we have in our country. I want to see, I think, a little bit more recent immigrants. I think there's a large recent immigrant population in Canada. I would love to hear their story and hear their experiences because I feel like they're a group that's underrepresented on television mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. I also would like to see more diversity, to be honest, Tara, in production, in the production of these shows, right? 
I'm talking from the camera people, from the story producers, from the executive producers. It'd be nice to see a little bit more diversity in them because they would under they would better understand sometimes the relevance to some of these people's stories. Because right. I think sometimes people's stories don't get shared, not because they're not on the show, but because the people who are hearing them, it may not resonate with them. And they may not realize right. the power of what someone is saying because there might be a cultural block there or an a lack of understanding of another culture. So I think the more diversity we have in production, I think we'll continue to see better reality TV and, and stronger representation of Canada in television. Yeah, and hopefully that's not even just in reality TV. Hopefully that's in the shows that we create, the movies yeah. that we create, you know, even in like sports and like just different avenues, different workplaces. I totally agree with you. I think when it comes to diversity, the more that we know about each other and the more you learn about other people, there's more power in that than as opposed to being like closed-minded and just sticking to what you know. Exactly, right? So I think that would really be cool across the board in television because we realize media really has such a strong impact on our popular culture. Yeah, and social media too, right? Social media is a huge platform, which is a really cool way for people to express themselves, which I'm definitely going to chat with because I love your social media platform. Uh, But before we get into that, let's stick with reality TV a little bit because Right now, we all know you're currently on Amazing Race Canada. How is this experience different than Big Brother? I would say the biggest difference between this experience and Big Brother is that I'm doing it with somebody I love and trust. Yeah. Right? Big Brother, you come into a house with all (laughs) these strangers not knowing if you can trust them literally 24-7. But this one is like, it's with my dad. And it's fun. Yeah. Well, not that Big Brother wasn't fun, but like. I think when you look at this one, it's like the goal is to just really have so much fun. Whereas Big Brother, you may lose sight of that a lot. Well, no, Big, <laughs> Big Brother's very cutthroat too, right? Yes. Amazing Race Canada, it's all about the competitions and it's all about the race. It's Is there drama in Amazing Race Canada? Like there is in Big Brother or no? A little bit, but there is. there tends to be drama because at the end of the day, we're all competing. I just think we're competing on a less personal level than Big Brother. Yes. And your social relationships are not as a they're not as big of a part of the game as they are in Big Brother. But there's still social relationships that impact your race because there's people with express passes. Right. There's people with perks. There's people that can help you through tasks. So it plays a role, but that whenever that happens, there's always room for drama. The difference like with Big Brother, right? Like you're living with these people, there's no escape. <laughs> These are the amazing race can you're like okay i'm annoyed with you but i'm gonna go jump off this building on this challenge right now and run away from you because it's a race so that's got to be good big brother you're just you're in it you're living with people that and i you don't know you don't know who you can trust you don't know who's being legit but when you're doing a show with amazing race Canada, you have a partner that you already believe in that believes in you too so exactly right that was my favorite part i'm with Mm. my dad today everything would be okay Let's dive into that relationship and doing this with your dad, because I remember in the house, you told me that growing up, you spent most of the time with your mother and your grandmother, just logistically from where you guys were living in the country. So what has it meant for you to experience this adventure with your dad now? This experience on the Amazing Race Canada with my dad um, really demonstrated, you know, how close we could get, Mm -hmm. because I don't think we had an opportunity to get as close and have a relationship as deep. Um, in our regular lives, right? right? Like, as you said, I spent a lot more time growing up with my grandparents and my mother. So I didn't get that 
that deep, deep time with my dad. And, and right. this experience allowed me to have that. Not only did we have to have a lot of serious and long conversations and tell each other stories, we got to compete toward a common goal together. Yeah, push and yourself to the limits, which is, that helps you bond, right? Especially when you're exactly. doing things where you're scared and you're nervous and you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah, like with such high stakes, um, working toward that together, I think brought us closer than ever because it just, it showed me a lot about him. He learned a lot about me. And I think at the end of the day, we always know that we'll always have each other's backs. This confirms that, that trust, mm -hmm. you know? Doing this experience, what have you learned about your relationship? I think I learned just how similar we are in a lot of ways and how much, you know, we love each other and care for each other. And it was expressed more than ever in that short duration of time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just, it really just reemphasized how much love we have for each other and, you know, just our similarities and our differences too, but just. It just it was just a depth of closeness like it was just like wow like we're really in this together and it just shows that you know what in life we're really in this together too like he has my back 100 percent, and i have his and we'll do whatever it takes to ensure that we're good mm -hmm. that's awesome and if anybody who's listening hasn't seen it yet you gotta plug in you guys are so funny on camera i love watching you guys have such a great dynamic on the show you both wear shirts on the show that say it's all about the journey let's talk about this are these shirts that you guys have made what does this mean to you can people buy these shirts what's what's going on with these shirts yeah so the shirts can be bought actually my dad has been selling them through i want to say through instagram and like there's a way to contact him to get those shirts, but the, the, it's about the journey was really about channeling the fact that it doesn't matter what happens on this journey. It's really about the journey itself, mm -hmm. right? Whether we win or lose the race wasn't the main thing to learn from this is really about just enjoying that time together, learning about each other and, and doing the experience in itself. And I think sometimes in life, we get so caught up on results. What happened? Mm -hmm. Did we win? Did we lose? Did we have a good time? Did we have a bad time? Did we lose money? Did we win money? All that kind of stuff. But we don't always reflect on the experience in itself. You know, how? what did I learn here? What was it like? What were those moments like? And really just take a second and breathe and, and assess where you're at. And I think we we had those shirts because we really wanted to emphasize and remind ourselves that it's really just about the journey in itself like it's a special one and not everybody gets to do what we got to do mm -hmm. to remind ourselves of that and remind you know our audience of that and i think that's that's why we have the shirts and i remember even prior to going on the show i did stand-up comedy one night on amateur night and i was so nervous before going on stage my dad looked at me and said listen you don't need to go up there and be funny <laughs> just about the fact that you're doing it yeah the fact that you're just trying to get up and go on stage is the win in itself. Mm -hmm. That's the journey. And that stuck with me. And I think that's that's what led to us getting the slogan, it's about your journey or it's about the journey. Absolutely. And I love that because I think not even, I mean, obviously I understand why you're wearing it for the show, but I think it's a great message for life because so often we feel like we're behind or like we're not where we're supposed to be yet, that we miss those little moments where we're taking chances and we're learning and we're growing 
I love that. I think it's great. And hey, boo, next time you do stand up, if you bomb, just take your shirt off. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you will get applause. He has 12 abs, guys. I don't even understand. I want to share that video with you, actually, <laughs> of me doing the stand up. It's on my YouTube. Yes. I'm going to share it with you. It's hilarious. Send it to me. Well, you're, you're very funny. You have so many wonderful qualities. I just. Love you so much. And I think it's cool that we're going to go from talking about these t-shirts. It's all about the journey. Um, let's talk about your life because in the last two years, it has drastically, drastically changed. So I mentioned earlier how you used to be an urban planner. Let's talk about your previous career path and why you decided to make such a drastic change at this point in your life. Wow. It is drastic indeed, a complete 180. And previously in my life, it's it's really interesting because I, I lived such a different life prior to coming on Big Brother. And it's just funny to see the, how things have changed. Even prior to COVID. So prior to COVID, I was an urban planner. I was a bartender. I was a college basketball referee. I was a basketball coach. And I was doing a little bit of modeling on the side as well. And I was working at Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. So my thing was just like hustle, hustle, network, network, grow, grow do the absolute most to be your best self. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic hit and that slow that slowed us all down kind of. And that's when I kind of just shifted to urban planning. And my thing with urban planning always had been for a lot of people who don't know, an urban planner designs communities. That's really what it's about. And the community I grew up in was really low income. And what I had realized from being a part of that community is that, you know, we didn't have role models. We weren't exposed to certain things. And that led us to be products of our environment. Right. Luckily, I had basketball, which was an escape for me. But a lot of the other kids in that community didn't have that. So we saw them end up a lot of them end up being drug dealers, you know, pimps, strippers, you name it. Or maybe just working in really low paying jobs because that's all we were exposed to. So I said, you know what, how can I affect change on this front? And urban planning was the thing that called my name for that. I was like, you know what, maybe if somebody who came from one of these communities was designing the communities, we can make a change. Right. And as, as I did that job, there's a few things I realized. And one of them was that maybe this isn't for me in terms of the politicians were the ones that made a lot of the decisions. So that made me question the work I was doing. And sometimes things just took so long to get done. So that also made me question the work I was doing. However, I did enjoy my job. I, I met a lot of good people. I had a lot of fun. And then when Big Brother came around, it was a chance for me to step away from my work and try a new experience. Never did I think before going with my brother that I would quit my job. It just kind of happened. Because I also believe, after coming out with my brother, there was just something inside of me telling me that the work I was doing prior to going on the show wasn't for me. At this time, at least. Right? And I, I believe life presents you things sometimes. And if you don't take them, you end up regretting them. And I said to myself, okay, there's some other opportunity after Big Brother, there's something else I can be doing after Big Brother. Why not try it at the very least? Because I can always be an urban planner. If I wanted today and say, you know what, Tara, I want to be an urban planner, I can go back and do that. Mm-hmm. But will I ever be able to capitalize on the success I had on the show and and turn it into something else at a later date? I didn't think I'd be able to do that. It didn't seem as realistic for me. So I said, you know what? Let's see where this goes. Let's try something. Didn't know what it would be, but it was something. Yeah. Right? And in that something, I spoke with a lot of different past house guests. 
I spoke to a lot of different people. And what I learned was, you know what? Content creation could be the best route for me, but I didn't know what content to make. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm not even, I didn't even like being on camera when I first got on Big Brother. So I'm like, I don't know where to go with this or where to start with this. But there were a few things that are really important to me. And one of them was always giving back. I was an urban planner because I wanted to give back. I was a referee because I wanted to give back. I was a coach because I wanted to give back. And it was like, how can I give back through content creation? And I sat there and thought about my own life and some of the struggles I had in my own life. Mental health was one of them. I don't want to call it a struggle. It was just something I lived with. And after winning Big Brother, I didn't feel completely satisfied in my life. Yes, I achieved something big and great, but I it felt empty to me. Mm-hmm. And that led me to the self-realization that you know what? There are people out there who probably have the same struggle. They feel empty inside for a variety of reasons. And if I'm at what people would see as the top feeling like this, what are the everyday people feeling like? And that's when I was like, you know what? I have to speak on this. I have to speak on mental health because that's something that, you know, a lot of us ignore. To Sean's social media, he talks about mental health a lot, but he especially talks about mental health, especially regarding men and why more men need to be talking about their mental health. And why do you think this is so important to be talked about today? I think it's very important to be talked about today because we're just seeing an increasing struggle with men in general and in society. Like we see high rates of depression, high rates of suicide, high rates of mass shootings, and these are all men doing these Mm -hmm. kind of things, right? I'm exposed to toxic masculinity. Like, it's just, it's always in your face that this conversation needs to be had for men, especially at this time. I love that you're doing it in such a genuine, authentic way that's very honest and truthful. And I think it's really important. I love that you do that. Thank you, Sarah. I know you do um, speaking gigs with this as well. So let's talk about some of the gigs that you've done. So my speaking gigs, I've done a variety of speaking gigs. I've done some with, you know, more corporate type of environments. And I've done some with uh, schools. And I've done some with nonprofits and community groups. And the message can vary. I kind of always touch on the same things. But it's really about overcoming adversity, talking about anti-racism and the importance of diversity and inclusion, and, and talking about the importance of mental health. Right. And the audience does tend to change, but the subject matter is usually the same. I really just tell my life story about some of the struggles I faced being a young black male in Canada. And that can be inspiring to a variety of people for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Right. And I really just try to tell my story and inspire through that story. Right. And then sometimes use, you know, other topics within my story, but it really depends on the audience. But overall, it's really about just sharing, you know, the struggles I went through and trying to help people get out of their own way and and succeed. I think it is really important to express yourself and tell people some of the things that you're going through, because there's a lot of people that are honestly just unaware of how people are treated in our own country. We're just unaware. So the more that you speak about it, the more knowledge you can share to inform people so that we can actually invoke change. That's a really good point that you make. It's true. By telling my story, you're you're creating an awareness Mm -hmm. and you're creating a community and and one where we can understand, you know, what others are going through and and in that way we can stand for real change. Absolutely. I love that so much about our season and how diverse it was. You know, all the different kind of walks of life and the different struggles that people have gone through where it's, you know, I may not be able to relate exactly, but I learned 
so much and it's really opened my eyes to so much more. So I love that you do that. And I think it's so interesting that although you made this big switch in life, you know, from urban planning, you're, you're moving in that direction where you initially got into urban planning to help your community. And now you're still doing things to help your community. It's just in a way that maybe feels more authentic to you. That maybe has more impact with the voice that you have, which is really interesting. Cause I think when people think about making these huge life changes, they think like the whole end goal has to change when it's just making tweaks. Sometimes the goal is the same. It's just how you're going to achieve it. It's so true, right? It's my goal in life never changed. I think it was just the medium. Yeah. And I think that you're a very, I mean, I love you so much. You're like a free spirit. Even when you're saying before COVID, all the different jobs you had, like you like to be on the go. You love to travel. You love that flexibility. You love that connection. So I think you were really just listening to your heart and your intuition, even though the end result is still helping your community and being a voice and showing people what else is out there and what's possible for them. Exactly. And I, I just love to try different things because you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about others and you get to a lot of times meet a lot of other people. And the more things you do and try. Yeah, I was just going to ask you actually, how important is it for you to step out of your comfort zone to see your personal success and to actually feel genuinely happy? I think it's so important. One quote that I read that always sticks with me is that your success is on the other side of your fear. Mm -hmm. It really sticks with me. Not to say that I don't have days where I struggle to get outside of my comfort zone because I really do. Mm -hmm. There are times I don't want to make any content and I think, you know what, this isn't good enough. I shouldn't put it out. What are people going to think? What are people going to say? I definitely have my moments where that's where that's real. But in doing it all, it's a journey. Like I, it's it's about the journey of of doing and trying. And the biggest failure in life is to not try. Yeah. Right. So stepping outside of your comfort zone really is you trying and learning more about yourself and learning about what works for you, for your audience, or whatever it is in that you're doing. What works and what doesn't. And I think the more that I do that and the more that anybody does that, the more chances they have at achieving what they want to achieve, right? Anybody who is successful or deemed successful by whoever has always failed more than they've succeeded. Always. And I think it was something we forget. You have to lose more than you win in order to win. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Right? So I, I think it's so important, Tara. When you're having those down moments or maybe that imposter syndrome, or maybe you get a comment or somebody you know is, you know, giving you grief about what you're doing, like how do you stay positive and work on your own personal mental health? How do you stay motivated to keep pursuing these outlets and keep peeling the onion on yourself? I think sometimes to stay motivated, you have to be around things that inspire you. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's times where you can lose that inspiration just naturally. Cause sometimes you just have this natural inspiration. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then some days you're just like, I'm so bad at this. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And you can try positive self-talk. You can try meditating, but sometimes you need that maybe external push. It could be a book, yeah. like picking up a book. It could be a podcast book and podcast for me. Sometimes are the things that are like, wait, yeah, well, like, I got too. this. I, can I do got this. this. What? <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Or being around someone who's in a similar field or trying to do something similar to what you're doing who's gone through a similar struggle. Or yes. not even that. Maybe it's just a friend who would understand what you're going through and be able to give you some words of encouragement. 
or yeah. someone who you can just vent to. But it's it's really about there's there's different ways I find that inspiration depending on the day. But sometimes, it, yeah, it's a book, it's a podcast, it's a friend, it's somebody in my same space. But it's 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 usually something like that. Yeah. So it sounds like really protecting your your mental health, your circle by being around positive and like what you put in. Cause I say that a lot on my platform as well. You know, you can't, you can't have this amazing positive life if you're surrounded by people that don't believe in you or negative thoughts or what you're consuming, what you're listening to, what you're reading. If you're constantly involved in drama, like how are you ever going to grow? So I, I love that answer. I agree with you. Right. And it's like over the last year, I've had to distance myself from yeah. a lot of negativity for that yeah. very reason. Yeah. I don't have a green thumb at all. Like I, I, all my plants die. I'm so bad at it. But my father-in-law was over the other day and he's sitting on my back porch and I have these flowers and half of them are dead and half of them are alive. And he says, Tara, you got to deadhead them. I'm like, what's deadheading? He's like, well, you got to, and he grabs some scissors. And he's like, you got to cut out all these dead ones. Cause if you keep the dead ones, the, the ones that are growing and blooming, they're just going to eventually die. They can't flourish because the dead ones, like it's almost like their toxins will get to them. So he's like, you have to cut them out. And it got me thinking about your mindset and your mental health, like how are you ever supposed to grow and how are you supposed to bloom if you have negativity around you? Sometimes you got to cut some things out and it's hard, but for you to fully grow, you you can't have it around you because it spreads. And that's 100% true, right? Mm. Those That will end up being dead weight in your life yeah. and it will hold you back and carry you down. And it's not even like, you know, deadheading forever. Sometimes when you cut people out and they see you going after your dreams, it encourages them to do the same. You know, like I love surrounding around people like, you know, I don't care if you change and like you, you switch who you are. Like if you're not a negative person anymore and you're working on yourself, like I will always be there for you if I see you're working too. But if you're a person who wants to dwell and stay in hard times, I have a really difficult time relating with that. Okay, before we wrap up, I obviously have a lot of mamas that tune in and I really, really want to talk about yours. What does she mean to you and how has your relationship molded who we see today? I'd say my mom means absolutely everything to me. And our relationship has been up and down over the years, I must say. She's been my biggest supporter. Also, at times a critic, but she's always been there for me. She's the one that if I need anything in this world, I can call her. She will deliver. She's so loving and caring and gentle and affectionate. Like my mom is such a special human being. And how she molded me into who I am today was really like her, her just unconditional affection and love. Mm -hmm. And if you know me at all, you'd know that I'm just very loving and affectionate. And I think a lot of that just comes from her. Like I do have my cold, so I don't know where I get that. But I do have that... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That's just that might just be me on my own. But with her, she's so like in tune with her emotions and how things feel, and I'm able to feel certain energies and situations. And I think a lot of that comes from her. Yeah, right? and she's, she's a really... go-getter too. She's an entrepreneur, and both your both of your parents are so gorgeous. <laughs> there is a reason why Deshaun looks the way he does. Both of his parents are so beautiful, but she's also just a powerful, dynamic woman. She's what is it yeah, that she, she does? She has her yeah, she has her new intimates line for women of color. Yeah, know, to give everybody access to their own nude and their own skin tone. It's really special what the work she does, and you know, just the way she sees the world is really about you know helping people and really trying to make a more diverse and inclusive world. And that's that's been her thing. And that has had such an impact on me as well. 
Yeah, I think it's beautiful. What does she think about the person that you're becoming? I mean, my mom has been, again, like one of my top supporters, probably my number one supporter in seeing me do what I'm doing. Like she's absolutely, she's so proud. Like it's beyond mm -hmm. words for her. She's just like, I just can't believe this. Like, yeah. How, like even just my experience on Big Brother and her watching like the things I would say and do. And it was just like, it, for her, it was it was so moving because people would be like, how did you rate, like you've raised such a young gentleman and great human being like they, yeah. a lot of people shouted her out to the job she's done as a mother and it made her really happy and to see you know how far i've come because i was in a bad place at one point so to to be where i am today i think for her is just it's surreal i love that you just said that because i was in a bad place before i think a lot of people when they see you know people get it's not even like it's new success because it's always a grind right like nothing happens overnight but when people see like, oh, he must have always been so great or like even me, like I've had so many struggles that people don't know about. Like the person I am today is very different than the person I used to be even last week. So I love that you said, you know, like how much you've evolved, how much you've grown and how you want to continue to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you think about it like that, like, yeah, I had some dark times. Mm -hmm. So I've grown exponentially. And there are so many people along my journey who see me today and who've known me from where I was, and they're like, just wow. Yeah, which shows you, you know, everybody can change. You're pretty much an open book. You're very transparent who you are, but what is something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you really not believe in reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen one yet. You know that? So I don't, I don't know if people, if, <laughs> I don't know if they exist. When it came up on Amazing Race Canada, I literally spit my drink out. Reindeer don't exist. I'm like, oh no, here we go again. Oh yeah, we're having, not having <laughs> it. I don't exist. I love that. Yeah, like people, I don't know, people would be surprised to learn because I feel like I am a pretty much an open, open book. I think if you know me, there's not much that would surprise you necessarily. But if you don't know me, it can literally be anything. What's next for you? You've done so much. Like in the last two years, you've done more than people have done in a lifetime. So what can we expect in the future for Tashawn? Do you have any new projects that you're working on? Anything you're really excited about? Tara, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I love well, you know what? You know what? There's, there's, there's a book in the works and there's things I'm trying to, there's different projects I'm working on. Like, you know, a couple of TV things I'm trying to work out as well. So Amazing. there's likely to be more television in the future. Um, but it's in terms of where exactly I want to be in five years, I really don't know. I, I kind of just play it by ear and continue to try to be the best version of myself I can be on a day to day. But I don't know where that takes me. I love you know, that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I really don't know. And sometimes it's scary. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just like, well, where is all this going to go? Yeah. But then there's a part of me that's like, that's the best part. Yeah, no, no. I know it is. It can be super nerve wracking, especially when you go like an unconventional path and you're literally just trusting your intuition. But I think you're on a great path. And I know I'm really excited to see what you do next. At the end of all of my podcasts, I ask all of my guests one question. And it would be if you could tell your younger self one thing, what would you tell him? If I could tell myself one thing. The younger Tashawn, little Tashawn. I'd say trust your gut. Yeah. 
there's if there's anything I learned from especially Big Brother Canada and this whole experience, it was just trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. They're always right. Whether it's what you should do, whether it's who you should be friends with, whether it's who you should be in a relationship or whether you should be in it or not, what you feel in your gut is always right. But sometimes we ignore it for a variety of reasons. So that's what I would say. Trust in yourself. That's good. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. <laughs> you know, I just got that tattooed on my back. Good. Of course. Where? There's no room. My like in huge letters, my whole back. No. Oh my God. It's, I want to see a picture. It's not done yet. We're doing a, I'm doing a whole back piece, but I'll show you. It's crazy. Did you not have tattoos on your back already? No, no, no. I haven't just had the any. arms. Just the arms. Gonna, just the arms. So we're going to cover the whole back. Oh, I love that. That yeah. was an iconic moment on our season two. You won, you won something. I think it was like your first HOH when you tried to get rid of me the first time to Sean. And you just went, yeah. believe in yourself. You were jumping around. And I was like, yeah, believe in yourself. And you put me on the block. I was like, oh, we're believing in you right now, not me. Okay. <laughs> you know what's funny? As much as everybody's like, I can't, you, you really chose Tara over Beth to get rid of him. I'm like, yeah, but what no one's realizing is everything that I did, it worked out. Yeah. Beth wouldn't have got Jed out. If Jed comes back, that really creates a huge headache for me <laughs> in that game. Oh my that's, that's a huge headache. I snake Jed, get him out, he comes back. Oh, oh my the, gosh. The stress on your face. I've never seen somebody so excited to see me. I'm like, he's only excited to see me because somebody else didn't walk in these doors. <laughs> I was like, whatever, I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> it was, it's funny because it's like everything just happened. How it, like the way things all happened to me were just unbelievable. Like I, can't, I still can't believe that's real. Yeah, it was. It was such a great experience. And even though I was the only vote against you, I do think that you were the perfect winner for our show. I, especially like for our season, what it represented, especially going back to watch people don't understand when like you're in that moment and you're so high on emotion, like you don't see a lot of like the game moves and what people were thinking. So I think it was so, so well-deserving. I was obviously honored to be on the season with you. And we just, we had a really good time when it was all done. (laughs) Oh, we really did. And it's so funny. You kept saying like, I love an underdog. And I'm like, Tara, I am an underdog too. Okay. Okay. I felt offended at the time. Like, how am I an underdog? I don't understand. I, I, I really felt like one. So it's, it's really funny. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Like, we did. Like, it was really hard though. When people ask me, I say it's much harder than I anticipated, but it was just such a great experience. And we're always just going to have that bond, that, that moment in life where we did that crazy thing together. So it was really cool. It really was. All right, Tashawn, where can people follow you? Where can they follow your journey? Where can they see what's next? Where can they stay in the loop? Uh, people can follow me on Instagram at Tashawn X Carter, TikTok at Tashawn Carter, and then YouTube at Tashawn Carter Newman or Tashawn's World uh, to stay up to date on what's going on in my life. Thank you for being my second guest on Better in the Second Half podcast. Thank you for having me, Tara. I'm so grateful. I love that you're doing this. I'm so happy to see that this materialized for you and that you're actually doing something that you're so passionate about. So I'm really proud of you. Oh, thanks, babe. We'll always be in each other's corner, even though nobody believes it. (laughs) I know, right? For the record, guys, we really like each other. (laughs) 
I promise we do. All right. Thank you, Tashawn. We're going to hang up this call. And thank you, as always, for tuning into Better in the Second Half podcast.